Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of likely thousands of Podcastemon, a Crub special podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, podcasts. Wait, uh, Pokemon, the Pokemon Digimon. anime. Oh. Digimon. Why would we talk about Digimon? That's <laughs> for a lot that's, less of it. That's for <laughs> Digivol. I, I don't have a joke here. Hi, everybody. My name's Kevin Austin, known as the Golden Bolt. I'm here with my fellow co crubbers, Chris Mykonos fan. Hi. Hello. And Hi. The most famous person in history, famous Twitch streamer, JTart9. That's me. How's it going, Hi, everybody? Justin. Uh, so what we're doing here, uh, as the name of the podcast clearly uh, implies, is we're talking about and watching through every episode of the Pokemon anime, with some exceptions here and there. Uh, there is a guide that we found that covered all of the filler episodes that we will mostly be skipping. Uh, it was thanks to, uh, I should have, I wanted to write this down, there was a Reddit user that went ahead and said, here's all the filler, here's filler that's worth watching, yada, yada, yada. Uh, there are over a thousand episodes of the Pokemon anime at the time of recording. Uh, there's a good chance that we decide to skip ahead at points if it gets really uh, dull. But uh, mm -hmm. for now, it's a good nostalgia tour up until probably what um, the start of Hoenn for the three of us, I would say. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Thanks to like network providers switching and stuff like that, I dropped off a little around the start of Johto. Okay. Justin, what about you? I never was able to watch the show serialized, like in order. The only oh. episodes I was able ever able to watch in order is likely going to be our episode three of Podcastamon, which is these Cano starters, because they were all on one VHS that I had when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. everything oh. else was just Man. whatever was on. Interesting, because I, yeah. I, when we were watching through, and we'll go over what episodes we're going to be watching in this episode uh, in just a moment, but when we were going through, I realized how many of them did play in like a serialized fashion on you know Saturday mornings when I was a kid, uh, how many mm -hmm. of them I saw in the same order, and how many I pretty vividly remembered from being like you know three or four or five. So I was surprised at how much of a nostalgia kick this was, but. Um, we hit on our on our origins with this franchise. We are going to hit on movies at some point way down the, the road, uh, assuming we continue to do this. But for this episode, we are uh, going through yes. episodes one through five. That takes us from the beginning of Ash's Pokemon journey up through the first gym, up through Brock. And uh, we're going to mm -hmm. be probably doing broadly every uh, episode of the podcast three to six episodes, give or take, depending on how important they are. Again, we'll let you know when we're skipping filler and whatnot. But um, what what are the general thoughts that you guys had, Justin? I'll go to you first. Uh, of the first couple episodes of Pokemon, they're iconic. They really are. Like that first episode where Ash is attacked by all the Spearow, and then you yeah. see Ho, -Oh, which is a po which is not even a Pokemon until a few years down the line from when this po when this uh, show airs. I think this like, would have been those games would have been well in production by the time they were well the in production, aired. but nobody saw anything about yeah, Ho, -Oh. yeah. so everyone thought it was Moltres. But then it turns out to be the box legendary for the next game. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that being that being in the first episode is just like iconic, straight up. Yeah. Like people told stories about that, and it was like that's actually Ho. -Oh. That's not a Moltres. That's not anything else. That's Ho. -Oh. Yeah, because they look at the three pictures on the wall in the second episode, and Ash is like, I think I saw that one, and pointing at like. Articuno, I think, which I'm yeah. like, Ash, do you have eyes? Come on now. To be fair, they're all really <laughs> bad hieroglyphs of birds. That's uh, true. Chris, what did you think about uh, this first run of episodes here? Uh, you know, I actually watched the first few episodes a lot, maybe like a decade ago, because I just kept going in and out of the spells. I'm like, I'm going to watch the Pokemon anime 
So I'd go back to the start every single time. So going back to this was like just kind of hearing the same jokes over and over and being like, ah, oh, right. Yes. Okay. I do remember every single thing from these episodes. <laughs> I did have the hello bit written down as a note of a stroke of genius. Very good. I think my favorite thing that stuck out to me, and it is like the most obvious small detail they could have done, but opening the entire series on like a drawn rendition of the Game Boy. And it cuts from the Game Boy intro too. That really, I wrote that down too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With like the authentic music and everything going into like making it look so cool and exciting. Also genius. Yeah. Probably the perfect way you could hope to start something like this, right? Very, very good. Uh, Generally though, um, I forgot how uh, comforting the voice cast for Pokemon is. We'll Mm -hmm. probably touch on Meowth specifically because it takes like 30 episodes for Meowth to get to his more uh, tenured for kid's voice, I guess you would say. He but had started shifting like... a little bit in the episodes, uh, a couple episodes of the podcast after where we currently are. I watched a little ahead. He starts kind of shifting into that tone a little bit in like episode 12 or 13. For me, at least. Mm. Um, gotcha. I don't know if they changed uh, more specifically, voices, like, but... Yeah, there is a voice actor change. Okay, okay. That makes more sense. We'll, we'll touch on, I think, next time, because I had a note written down about episode six <laughs> specifically. But yeah. Like, very comforting to hear all these voices again. I know for, like, anyone younger who probably came with Pokemon after the four kids voice thing, it might be weird because those next generation of voices were the voices for so much longer Mm. that it's probably, for me, what it is for them, right? For just so many more generations. But the, the four kids cast, man, it still just hits. I don't know. There's just still something about it that makes me feel like I'm a kid again, just hearing all the voices. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that's still good. I will I, say I, the more I sorry, the, I will say the more I watch anime nowadays, the more I look at this four kids cast and I'm like, man, they really didn't know what they were doing a lot of the times. Yeah. <laughs> but like it adds to the charm of like I'm I'll talk about like episode five where it's like Flint takes off his beard and his hat <laughs> to show that he's just Brock but older. And then Brock's yeah. like, it's you. And then Flint just says, that's right. It was me. <laughs> it, it's that. It's the, the the actual localization. It's the fact that I'm pretty sure they use the same voice actor for Brock and Flint. And it's just him talking in a slightly more gruff voice. Yeah. That, that was all yes. That was all great. Uh, it goes at a very like frenetic pace early on. So um, I don't have all of the, the synopses written down here for episodes one through five. But one, obviously, is Ash gets Pikachu. Two is going through Viridian Forest. Uh, three is uh, no. Three is also two is two is getting to Viridian City, and the, sorry, yes, the poke the Pokemon Center explodes. That's right. Which they just let Ash walk away after the, the literal Pokemon Center is in rubble. Yeah, um, three is Viridian City. Four is yes. Mountain Moon. Five is Pewter City. I knew there was no, one in there. Four where... is um four is the, the episode samurai. where the samurai Six is, is ma- there. That's right. Six That's is... the first. Sorry, Six I'm getting mixed the, up with uh, next episode of the podcast. Six is Mount Moon. That's right. Six is Mount yeah, Moon. I'll, I'll lampshade because I've also watched ahead to like episode 15 of the anime. So many of the episodes for the start of this series are them just bumbling around in a forest. And even the narrator yeah. calls them out on it that I can completely understand. Yeah, the, there's a few here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but one thing that really hit me was, again, like how... Uh, frenetic the pace was and also how uh, kinetic the pace was of the animation during the few battles we have in this first few episodes like a they only have you know 19 minutes of episode to work with most of the time if you exclude the intro and the uh, intro again after the commercial and then the third intro after the commercial and so on and so forth and then all the you know recaps and the next times so they only have a little bit of time to get through every episode uh 
and they go through very quickly, but the animation for as, you know, 90s low quality as it can be compared to what we're used to now with really high quality mm-hmm. uh, cinematography and, and uh, choreography with these sorts of uh, anime, I was really impressed. I, I forgot how high of a standard it held to even this early on. Um, stuff like, you know, running from the, the Spiros is a funny example, but the the battle in the Viridian City um, Pokemon Center where there's you know, 400 Pikachu and you're running through different buildings being chased by, uh, by team rocket. Like there's a lot of that, that really lands. And I was, it's not a surprise that this show was a hit, obviously, but you look at it again back now as an adult and you're like, man, they did a really good job setting this up early. Even if they do take liberties with how game logic works Mm -hmm. to get things from A to B. Um, mm-hmm. The most famous one, obviously, is in Episode 5, which is that Pikachu defeats a an Onyx with an Electric-type move uh, because it got wet, which, you know, that's always... There's another one later on that we'll talk about, I think, next episode of the of the um, podcast here that stuck out to me. But that one was... That one's always, like, po- pointed at as, oh, the anime didn't know what it was doing. I was okay with it getting creative with stuff like that, um, especially since Ash just technically doesn't win that one like it's a draw mm-hmm. and brock's like no no take it anyway like i like that you got it chris yeah chris what about or justin what about you you're saying words i was gonna say um i think that they actually do a very good job of trying to contextualize if pokemon actually existed in the world how would you do this because in an actual yeah. fight you're not standing there and waiting for the next person's turn to go you're continually like executing on your plan Yes. Um, and having that kind of stuff being showcased so early on in the show lets you really like understand, no, they're not going to be going through normal Pokemon battles. It's not like a show like Yu-Gi-Oh! where in Yu-Gi-Oh! they are very faithful to the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in Pokemon... Sometimes. Some, well, yeah. I mean... You they made the, it up just as much in that show. Yeah, you, you, you got the heart of the cards and all that. Sh- all honestly, that stuff, this one like, probably sticks to it more when you look at it overall. Uh, you think so? Especially, yeah, especially the mm-hmm. early episodes outside of... Uh, yeah. Chris, you go with Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I, I don't know as much about the Yu-Gi-Oh! show. No specific examples, but they were just very willing to be like, oh, well, this card lets me do this thing. And then as a kid, you'd get the card and be like, it doesn't say that anywhere on this card. They just made that up to make the fight work. Yeah. Great. And then anytime you play Yu-Gi-Oh with another kid, they'd be like, "Well, in the show, it did this." It's like I don't care. I'm just playing the card game. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I was gonna say <laughs> I think memories. I think the sh- like the first episodes here of Pokemon, uh, up through the next couple episodes of the podcast that we're recording, um, it stuck out to me because there's stuff like your Pokemon's not high enough level to fight me. Uh, you don't even have this move yet because you're not this level. There's a later episode where they're studying at a school, which is an analog for going through the gyms. Like there's an educational route to the Elite Four, which I thought was really neat. It's really and cool. And they talk actually, about, yeah. you know, students studying to learn moves at certain levels so that they know what moves their Pokemon knows, which is a thing I pointed out early, which was how does Ash know about all of these moves? He's very clearly an idiot. How does he have all these moves memorized? We don't see him studying ever. Like one little scene of him like with a book would have been like, oh, okay. He knows the moves because of that. Yeah. Um, we walk a weird line here where like in the very first few minutes of the first episode, Ash is shown to have his life revolve around wanting to yes. become a Pokemon master, which would maybe make you think he knew more, but then he clearly doesn't. But then sometimes he does and it's a little. They get there eventually. That way. They get yeah. there eventually for sure. Um, 
I was going to say, you go first. I was going to say, he doesn't use this verbiage, but he definitely just does does Pokemon battles off of vibes. Yeah. And he just kind of sees what happens. (laughs) And I kind of respect that. I I did want to jump to you. While we're talking about Ash in the intro, I do want to throw out one of my notes here, which was that Charmander is in a Cherish Ball in his dream. That is the, it's a, it's a, both sides are red in the Pokeball. It's a Cherish Ball. I didn't even notice. I, I wrote it down because I was huh. like, huh, go figure. I don't know if that's what Cherish Balls eventually were based off of when they made them a thing. Um, for those I, that don't know, in the games, Cherish Balls are essentially exclusively for event Pokemon. You can't catch in a Cherish Ball ever. And if you and can breed out of a Cherish Ball, it turns into a Pokeball for every other Pokemon. Sure. I, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, uh, um... <laughs> And the newest, well, the newest one is. I don't, I don't care, are, Chris. But, what do you, um, what did you think about the samurai episode? You talked about that earlier. Oh, the samurai episode. Let me look. Um, my notes are that there is a counterpee joke that I felt like I needed financial compensation for. Uh, I was kind of cinema sinning this episode a little bit when I was watching it because I'm like, it's weird that this samurai kid is like on the hunt for a kid from Pallet Town, but he doesn't recognize like a Cerulean city gym leader it's like weird priorities but, with that that well that's the thing i wanted to ask about actually chris you would know better than anybody do they ever talk about the other two kids from pallet town like do we ever fight them on the way to the elite four this season or the league rather if we do i do not remember those episodes as a okay kid. they did not stick out to me because like possible. i know that the kid i'm pretty sure aj which we talked about was uh, the kid with his own gym i'm pretty sure he shows up later on in like orange islands or something like you fight like- him again nope Really? I went I went to the wiki because I had to be sure. Okay. He appears in a flashback later in this season, and that's, and that's it. it. Okay. Really? I, okay. Well, I'm, I phantom the memory then, because I, mm. I thought he came back. Either way. It feels um, like he'd be like a perfect like Elite Four. Once you got to the Elite Four, he shows up again. He's like, I got all the badges. It's time to, to go again. Yeah. You know? But I, I, I guess got to not. see you at the start of your journey. No, yeah. at the end kind of deal. Yeah. 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 That would have made sense. Um, but no. Yeah. The, weird that they went Samurai. Very early on, because you only fight bug kids in the first part of Pokemon. So I would have loved to have. Meanwhile, he still has the net. (laughs) I would have loved to have fought a kid in the original Pokemon games that was just Samurai Jason or something like that. (laughs) And he just throws out a Caterpie, and then there's a hardened battle because there's a whole there's a battle that exists that I adore in this This first run of episodes. This is the meme episode. This is the one where it's just two Metapods using hardened back and forth forever, and. I did that in a, in a recent, uh, I was playing Pokemon recently, and I did that just to have footage of me doing a hardened battle, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot that was a real thing that they did. Yep. They, they, it's one of those things where it's like, you can tell that they were looking at the game logic, and I think how kids were playing it, because I remember having plenty of fights like that in Pokemon uh-huh. as a kid before I knew better, right? Yeah. Like, that was just kind of a shared experience between a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I think that's impressive, because like for as much as it will just kind of you know upend the rules to be a show... I do think they actually going back to these episodes took a lot of care to kind of adhere to, you know, the game and the experience of playing it and the spirit impressed me and the spirit. Right. Yeah. Cause I, in my memory, you know, we have all these memes and stuff about the anime nowadays and it was kind of form what your memories actually were, but going back and seeing it for myself, I'm like, you know what? No, this is actually more of a respectful adaptation than I remembered in that way. Yeah. Which is really cool to see. And, and that jumps me to another one, which is the last note I had for this run of episodes uh, related to game logic, which was that mm-hmm. in the Pokedex, when they talk about uh, Butterfree, when Ash's Metapod evolves into Butterfree, which is the span of three episodes, he catches that thing and it's it's already fully evolved, true to the games. 
But in the anime Pokedex, it says that Metapod, after seven days, becomes a Butterfree. And I like that that's there. Because I would have, it, it would really suck as a video game thing, but I'd love for there to be a piece of Pokemon media in game form that did make you, you know, just deal with a Metapod for a week. It, it would suck because it's a bug type, but, you know. You'd also it does be, sound like something you'd get nowadays for an evolution. It's like you have to wait seven real yeah. world days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you'd also probably be done with the game by the time it's a Butterfree. <laughs> yeah, honestly. that Well, with how long a lot of people take to play these games, I don't know. It's like, possible. Like, most players mm. are kids. They, they wouldn't have it in their party long enough, probably, is the catch. That's but that's when it. you just do a mouse hold where it just evolves anyway. Anyway, um, one other thing I wrote down. This is the last of my notes uh, completely outside of what we've hit on already. I love how many lower key jokes there are in this run of episodes, like where it's not even necessarily a joke, like like you said with Brock and his dad. Uh, in the episode in Viridian City, there's the passive aggressiveness between uh, um, police officer. What's, oh, what's Jenny. Officer Jenny. Jenny and Joy. Uh, Jenny and Nurse Joy. There's just the, you hey, don't, you know, we have a drive through And there's like a really quick bit where it's just, oh, wait, I left my car in the lobby. And then it's like, yeah, next time use the parking lot. But they're both really smiling at each other and <laughs> passive aggressive. And I'm like, okay, that's the stuff for parents. That's that's beautiful. Like, th- again, with how quick they have to keep the pace, I love how much they just punch through uh, dumb jokes like that. Yeah. No, you could tell that, like, they knew they couldn't waste any time. Mm-hmm. Because, again, 19-minute runtime with commercials. you got to yeah. keep people interested to get past the commercial portion. Um, and I think they did a very good job of that. Um, it's re- uh, I'm trying to put my brain back into when this was first airing. And mm-hmm. just seeing Pokemon doing the things that they're doing in the show would have blown my goddamn mind. Which it probably did when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I do, f- I do feel for the kids that like got Pokemon Yellow after the anime started. Because yeah. they would have tried to use Pikachu on... On Onyx. On Onyx, it just wouldn't you know? have worked. I think and it's like, I get Onyx it. is dual type, right? It's it's Grok and Ground. Yeah. It just straight up doesn't work. Yeah. Like right. it just it will not it will, it will never work. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think in Let's Go they gave Pikachu a water type move early, right? They got a move called Splashy Splash. Yeah. I, I, I knew that they gave they gave something. Uh, I was looking at those moves splash. recently. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's um, anyway. something about the gym note though i thought i found interesting because it's like yeah that wouldn't work in the games but you know looking back i'm kind of like man what if you could do like environmental stuff in the games like that to give yourself an advantage if you are that dumb kid who didn't go catch a nidoran to teach a double kick or you didn't go catch a minky in yellow version right mm-hmm. like what if there were little tricks like that you could pull yeah, and there's it nothing. Happen, in, but there, it was neat. There's nothing in the games for Yellow that tells you go catch a Mankey. Like, like you just have to know that it's there on that side path and hope you run into one on the twenty percent chance it shows up. Yeah, because <laughs> like whatever. you wouldn't right. go that way anyway because it's the Pokemon League. So well, a lot of the times when I played the game, I never went to the left. Oh, so you never fought uh, Blue? A lot of I didn't, I didn't figure that out until I was in like middle okay. school, high school. Yeah, wow, that's wild. Wow, because okay. why would I go there? That's, that's the end of the game. Well, there's a guy blocking your path the first time, so you're like, oh, I'll go left first. Yeah, like, there's a the lot of stuff in... in up. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, he's blocking up. the path. That's fair. If you just stumbled over there without before yeah. you went left first. Because it's, it's supposed to be you go talk to that guy, realize you can't go anywhere, then you'd be like, oh, well, I can go here. And that's when yeah. you would fight. Cause, a highly, cause a lot of people highly for- over-leveled blue. Yeah, because a lot of people forget that you're supposed to like go to the mart and give them the parcel. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how you unlock the top part. 
Why was that not an episode in the show? I wanted Ash to go back. Like, yeah. Oh, what what do you mean Pikachu almost died? Wow, that sucks. By the way, how did you build the Pokemon Center that fast? It's already rebuilt. I left it in literal (laughs) ruins. I I, I wrote a note about that, too. I was like, why did they let Ash leave? Because they were going to arrest him for something completely different. And then he showed he, his Pokedex. And then he explodes the Pokemon Center, leaves it in rubble, and they say, hey, you're good to go. Go over to Pewter City. He stopped Team Rocket. That's fine. He, like, he showed his ID, and he was like, hey, I'm a Pokemon trainer. And they're like, okay, cool. You didn't steal the Pokemon. He defends <laughs> it from was... Team Rocket and murders thousands of Pokemon, probably. probably. And then he leaves. That's normal. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it is. Viridian City's that gym leader is literally a mobster. Like, what do you want? That's true. The whole initial encounter messed me up, man. Like, she's standing there with you know, Ash's Pikachu like dying in his arm. He's like, "Oh, that that's unfortunate. What happened to that Pikachu there? Anyway, how do I know you didn't steal it?" Yep. And she's just like stalling for time. Effectively, it felt like I'm like it's dying. Just walk with him to the Pokemon Center. Like, keep your eye on him. I don't know. Be a cop. Well, don't be a cop. But well, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, series would end a lot sooner if she were a cop. <laughs> True. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, so we ran through we ran through the Viridian City episode. We ran through the start, which is just kind of. If you haven't seen the first episode of Pokemon, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's just one of why those. Are you here? Yeah, why are you here? Uh, other it's than iconic. that, it's, it really other than that, iconic. it might be Pokemon Day if you're watching this on the YouTube feed or wherever. True. Um, but uh, we hit on that one. We hit a little bit on Verdian Forest, which was mostly just that one that one bug samurai kid, um, and also Misty hating bugs. They they made me that feel episode, bad for Caterpie. That episode that? was like the most nothing episode of the first five. It was, but Caterpie getting bullied, man, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. I actually wrote down that I really liked that this episode kind of gave character to Pokemon you would never, ever think about Mm -hmm. beyond, like, an hour of in-game time. Yeah. And actually made you feel something for Because, like, uh, you know, for a while, for me, Caterpie has just been that thing I use for three minutes and then don't think about. But thanks Mm -hmm. to this episode, I was like, oh, it does have feelings. It wants to impress Misty. I did just watch it and Pikachu scream at each other for a literal minute of episode time with no subtitles. That's fine. Don't worry about it. And I don't know. I was like, man, I'm kind of on Caterpie's side. We'll touch in the next episode on how that goes overall. That confused me. But, you know, um, for now, what's great. Yeah. Uh, Another thing. Uh, that's so three. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Team Rocket introduced double battles, and then they were told that it's illegal by the Pokemon. It would have been at this point, yeah. Something, it, yeah. At this point, it, it would have been illegal because it wasn't until Gen three Gen or 3, maybe yeah. Gen two. No, Gen w- were 3. there any? In, yeah, there weren't any in Jota. There couldn't. No, be. there wasn't any in Jota. Um, so it makes sense that by this point in the show run, they're like, yeah, there are no double battles. Like you can only have six Pokemon. There's that kid. We'll talk about this next episode, but there's the kid with the Charmander who has like 45 Pokeballs on him that are all caught Pokemon. (laughs) But then Ash catches a Pokemon and it immediately gets transferred. Like, is he working Mm -hmm. outside of the system where he has them on his person? So he doesn't have a Pokedex. Like they're, they're bootleg Pokeballs. Like it's a whole thing that, Uh, you know, it's fascinating when you think about it. That's the, that's the Pokemon equivalent of leaving your money under the mattress because you don't want to go to a bank. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um i was gonna say with the caterpie thing with the pantomiming you mentioned they do actually use that pretty quickly again in the next episode of the podcast where pikachu starts pantomiming to ash and ash is like oh i know what you're saying like i can yeah. we now communicate and i liked that uh that they kind of set that up a little bit so that you know pikachu does have to speak sometimes mm-hmm. it's not um, mm-hmm. a mute por- uh, party member they try and make pikachu more of a character than an actual pokemon uh-huh. Which I kind of respect because they obviously wanted to have the screen time of being out of the ball all the time. Um, 
there's a lot of situations where I'm just like, bro, just it's a it's a Pokemon still. You can use Pikachu in the battle. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to use Caterpie against the bird. Well, he's got to like, level them up. That makes sense. I mean, I guess, but it's a Caterpie against a bird. <laughs> he's switch training, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about I, I, it. I mean, you again, know. Ash is uh, supposedly a huge Pokemon fan, but he's like those Pokemon fans that comment on YouTube videos that are like, oh, this, you know, like, why, why aren't you using this one? And they just don't know how the system works at all. Like, he's, he's a fan, but he doesn't know how the sport works. He's he's yeah. he's like a Persona fan. He loved to play it. He loved to play it for the first time. You know? <laughs> God. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on this episode of the podcast? Um, or these five I, episodes of the show? I'm honestly happy to be watching it, and I'm excited to see where it goes yeah. in the future. I kind like I said, the three episodes that are like ingrained in my brain are the Canto starters. Yeah. So everything other than that, I'm just like, oh yeah, there was an episode where they thought Clefairy was that, that, and that. Oh yeah, yeah there was an episode where. There's a random samurai in the middle of Viridian Forest who got a pincer. Yeah, I don't know how he got it. Yeah, I wasn't going to question that you, one. You can't find those in Viridian Forest, but you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. He um, broke its horns on poor Metapod. That ooh, was kind of like a, ooh, to yeah. watch. It's like, oh, man. I they grew up had a question. Yes. Come up during the Pure City episode while Flint is running around basically leaking the family group chat to Ash, who didn't ask. I'm like, does he do this with every challenger? This is kind of <laughs> weird. Only people to stand he, on his rocks. Yeah, he sets him up on the the watermill wheel, right? And it's somehow charging Pikachu up, and Ash is ro- walking on it like, if I can deal with this, you can too, Pikachu. Well, Pikachu's getting overloaded with voltage, and Ash is just walking. And I was just wondering, like, how much of Pikachu's power going forward is thanks to this? Like, is Flint the catalyst for Pikachu's prominence in this series? Have you attached, like alligator clamps to my nipples and electrocuted me i wouldn't get more powerful i think that i would just be tortured for a little bit and then be angry i think you'd come out of it stronger and better with more character <laughs> let's find out next time on the then podcast i can trade you to justin to a full view <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i guess that's where we'll call it for today's episode of the podcast um like i mentioned this is a a podcast feature that's going to be predominantly on the crub patreon so if you go to patreon.com slash crub uh, we already have a couple more episodes of this currently released if you're watching this on the YouTube feed or on the podcast feed when this goes public. Uh, we've recorded a bunch of these already, so we're really excited to run through uh, this whole series, again, minus filler episodes. We'll tell you guys in advance if you want to watch along which episodes we're skipping generally. So next episode of the podcast, we're talking through episodes six through nine to get us up through the Cerulean City Gym. So if you want to join us on that journey before that next episode, when you check it out, uh, feel free to do so via your totally legal streaming service of choice. Yeah. They're easy we, to find. They're very you easy can, to find. Yeah, you can definitely find them. We have we found them full, totally legally. Yeah, thanks Nintendo. I I don't we didn't have an outro. Uh bye.